we want to run away. He describes yes, it do. as a battle multiple times. And I was there this weekend. So our VBS theme is this year. Armor of God, Kingdom Keepers. Is it this weekend? No. It is the following. Didn't he just say it was this weekend? No, he just no, said, he just that's, said that's, that's our VBS this year. Oh, VBS. Yeah. Okay. This year, he said. Armor of yeah. God stuff, and I just told Karen yesterday that I was going to start looking for a sword, chainmail, a shield. She goes, where do you think you're going to put this up at? I said, in my shop. I want them all. Well, if you get it's a sword, a, you got to get Claymore. It, it's a sword. It's a shield. I'm going to put it wherever I want. <laughs> exactly. It'll be like you with your wrestling belts. That's He'll be right. working on cars. Yeah, his helmet. Working on the cars. Carry his Claymore around. Yeah. Chainmail. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the one? Or is that just the one? No, well, that was one I took. Because they're, they're both there. That video, I see they're both there, but that video. No, that was just the, that was the one I was just trying to get because that was the, like, the, I mean, the, it was so bright and it was full. Yeah. And I was trying to get that one. Then I took one of trying to get them both. You know what's funny about rainbows? Um, See, that's that people try to explain them away. Trying to get because basically, in science, all it is is a prism being split by a light, mm-hmm. and it's it's, it's it's the way that the lights go through the water that breaks out the different mm-hmm. light beams. But if it's that easy, why why did God get Noah rainbow? That's what that cross started out. Yeah, there's more to it than what they laid on. I think. But again, as humans, we always try to explain away. Naturalistically. That's what it ended up being. You know, I used to always equate it back to people trying to talk away what they don't understand. But I think it's what they don't want to understand. So like they don't want to have faith in something bigger than themselves. So to them, the science of it and whatever just explains it. It's not admitting that there's something bigger out there and something that created it and something that did the work to make that happen. It's the fact of, oh, yeah, it's just, it, it's happenstance or, you know, whatever. It's this is why it happened in water, yeah. shed, shred by the light, and out came the light, uh, yeah. different colors. Yeah. It's, also, it's also interesting that the word rain, of course, it depends on what translation you use, of course, but. The word rainbow is actually only used one time in Scripture. It's in the book of Revelation, around the throne room of God. Mm-hmm. When you're in the presence of God, there's a rainbow. There are no way it says, I'll chapter, put my chapter, bow in the sky. Chapter 5. Mm-hmm. Which bow is, it? is like a we just, military. We just talked about that. I wasn't there that week. I'm going to, oh, yes, yeah. it's God's promises. But it's, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to yeah. be your, I'm going to fight for you. <clears throat> Hey, before we start recording... Hmm. Oh, we've already started. Oh, great. I thought you just fade in. Mm, okay. Well, I was just, <laughs> just going to say, we voted on missing the the round table. Did Carl miss last week? I don't want to miss a chat. Ch- ch- right, you already had me. 
I don't have the memory issues, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I punched my card for missing okay, already. Okay, okay. <laughs> don't play that game with me. <laughs> I, I, I do. That's what I play. Even, okay. Yeah. Yes. He even had him put in the microphone for you. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it wasn't Carl. Sorry, man. I... <laughs> Carl, you, you, you did like four. Right? What? You did four, right? Or did you do three? Three. You did three. Okay. And I did four. So was it on yours? I don't remember. What are you talking about? It wasn't six. <laughs> All right. So this is this is the Broken Record Ministries podcast. You're listening to the B side. Let's go ahead and get this record spinning. Not that it already hasn't started. <laughs> I'm Carl. This week we've got a full cast. I'm joined by Schmike. How y'all doing? Micah. How you doing? Texas Ron. Colorado Ron, actually. Say, oh, yeah. Colorado Ron. Yeah. Denver Ron. Wow, oh, that's not good. He loves Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> we'll, we'll stay with Colorado. There was so much orange down there, dude. I thought I was going to puke. <laughs> 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 Laughing Mike's here. And I'm going to pull Schmike. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and what are you? The, the non narrator, Ronnie? That'll work. Yeah. That'll work. What are we going to talk about? Well, I don't know. You didn't look up in the text? Because I've, oh, I've, yeah. I've got a lot going on right now. Question, but, like, that's, that's not my format, though. I'm just a, I'm just my a pastor format. seat. Hey, on this look, look, you know, here, we're all equal here. As, this, as the buck stops here, I mean, you could take ownership and say, you know, maybe this isn't my main thing, but I'm going to take ownership here. And I believe, Carl, what you said we were going to talk about was you could have given him a good, a good lead in. It was four. Yeah. Revelation four. <laughs> See, I just don't. Squirrel. Yeah. So you have a question. Well, Carl threw it out there in the chat. It's like, hey, what do you guys want to talk about? If you have questions, bring them. Bring a paraphrase. And you have a question. Which was me being lazy because I got a lot I got a lot going on in the next couple of weeks and a lot in my mind, and I really didn't want to spend a lot of time focusing on a topic, to be honest with you, because I knew I probably wouldn't be able to. This was last week, right? I think. I went, I went pretty far up in our scroll on our back, and like the thing that was pressing on me that week was sometimes we overanalyze and over-critique, and does it do more good or does it do more harm? Mm-hmm. And I don't know where I'm at with that. That's actually why I faded in that conversation. I, I didn't cut it when you started talking, laughing, Mike, about the, uh, what? It's what you are this week. You're laughing, Mike. All right. We got a weekly rotation of nicknames for you. Did you forget that? No, I just, it just amazes me. I mean, I hope I don't step any dog do outside. <laughs> you were on the round table as laughing, Mike. Oh, on A-side. Yes, I was. <laughs> he forgot. <laughs> you were talking about the rainbow and how we try to explain that away scientifically. And it's, that's an example of that. We overcomplicate things. And in our, in our pursuit to run away from the simplicity of a relationship with a good, good father, we overcomplicate everything. And in and, and that area, I think it does do more harm than good. Yeah. Well, absolutely. It absolutely does more harm than good in that. But even at, at a faith perspective, I think we can we can fall afoul of, of doing more harm by overcomplicating things and missing the simplicity of Christ and a relationship with him. I think you can I think you can run too far in the opposite direction, too, and oversimplifying it to the point where yeah, it, words it, watered down and watered down gospel. Exactly right. Yeah. There's one of the phrases in God's not dead that is said all. In the movie, God's Not Dead said over, it's simple, but it's not easy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think the gospel sometimes is that way. It's it's simple, 
That's not easy. Huh. Incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, see, and I think, I think that's part of the thing is, you know, it, it, he uses the kiss method, method and, and we screw it up. Yeah. We get too far into it, and we think it means a lot more than it is. And For those that don't know what it is, what's the kiss method? The keep it simple, stupid. Thank you. <laughs> or in my household, we call it the Ron method. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> Correct. I will, I will own it. I'm, That's not I'm true. Not we don't call it that. Anybody to say that it confuses the heck out of me. Right. Yeah. Well, I asked that question because, like, for me, it was like, if I'm talking to an on-the-fence believer... Or somebody that was, and then they left or walked away for X, Y, Z reason, right? Like, am I overcomplicating things? Not just the Bible, but things. And not listening enough. And then just talking to them about it. So, like, am I pushing them away more? than actually having them come in because I know where I'm at on my mile marker walk, right? But if I'm on mile marker 65 and they're barely on two to three. If they're even on the walk. Yeah. Or if they're broke down on an exit, right? Mm, yeah. As they, if they've been hurt <laughs> enough to the point of where whatever you say is not going to help. I mean, yeah, like we're not that's a hard. That's a hard road. Where do you go? Yeah, we're not going to. Mm. We're not going to have a conversation about Revelations 4, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. But, yeah, you're not going to approach somebody that's broken and and wrapped up in chains of darkness by having a debate with them about the Trinity. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not how you're going to approach that person, yeah. which is why it's so impactful what you actually put in the chat in hindsight. Because, again, the reason I kind of lazily put that in there, because I didn't want to have to focus on anything, is because of what, you know, I'll just say it on here. We're, I'm, I'm going back to Philadelphia in a week and a half. Um, and... I'm, I'm not going to say I'm stressing. I'm, I'm anxious about what he wants me to say there. So that's where my heart's been at, where my mind's been at, my prayers have been at. You know, how do you want me to share with these people? You know, because the area we're going and they're, they're drug dealers and drug addicts. That's it. it. Make my stomach roll. It's, mm-hmm. it's rough. It, it's a rough area. And, I, and it, it was told to me that this time we'll have a speaker and we want to do some preaching and, and things like that. Um, more, more actual gospel sharing and outreach. I'm like, what do you want me to share? And I'm trying to like wrap in my mind, you know, wrap my mind around what what sermon he would want me to give or anything like that. And that's really what he laid heavy on me is you don't want to get deep into the weeds. It it needs to be simple. You need to simplify the message because if you give a, a long drawn out sermon like you would give to somebody that's been a believer for ten years, those people in the state that they're in probably aren't going to understand a word you're saying. I have a question for you on that. When when you go and you say, what kind of people are you actually? thinking that you're going to come across. Oh, I know, because I've been there before. It's, it's an area called Kensington, Philadelphia. It's the largest or one of the largest open heroin markets in the world. Okay. The largest in, in America. They, they do a drug there. It's heroin mixed with trank, okay. which zombifies you essentially. So what you have there is basically it's a drug economy. It's a self-sustaining drug economy. So there's, there's homelessness there and people that come there for that drug and drug dealers openly deal there with very little enforcement. There's cops there, but they don't really enforce anything. What was bizarre, the last time we went, there was literally two cops stationed under the subway or under the, not the subway, it's the the, the metro line. Train. Yeah, train. under the metro line. 
it wasn't three or four blocks down. There was there was a couple drug dealers in the, on the on the the corner, broad daylight, like openly dealing. You know what I mean? That's that's what I'm walking into. Right. It's a darkness you so can my, feel. My question: you you say you're struggling with what you want to say, but if you go into that, if it was me going into a situation like you're going into, I don't feel that I would be able to reach somebody in that state by just throwing scripture in the Bible at them. You know what I mean? I do. If you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd have to go in there in the aspects of like, how can I put myself kind of in where they're at and then throw tidbits in there of where he is taking me from Mm -hmm. my own journey Compared to where they're at and where they could go in their or their journey. Well, that's, Does that make sense? That's so confirming because really what he laid on me hard is you've got to meet them where they are. You have got to meet them where they are and speak in a way that's understandable to them. Right. What he'd been laying on me for weeks was John the Baptist. And what I came to, what he brought me to was the simplicity of John the Baptist's message. Repent. The kingdom of heaven is near. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Because if it That's his me, message. If I was the heroin mm-hmm. guy and you come up to me and you just started talking— about the Bible and just throwing scripture in my face. Yeah, well, this verse says, and this verse yeah, says. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah. So, Jesus. they need pretty to much, they, they need to I see the love of God. I would yeah. have to make that connection with them. Yes, coffee shop versus bar, right? Yeah, yeah. make that connection with them some way through my experience. And I know Carl, you've said before that you've had a hard experience of your own. You know, mm-hmm. maybe not with this or heroin or nothing like that, but, you know, you were in a bad place at one time. Yes. So I don't see anybody better, actually, than you going to talk to these people because they've got to be, if not, already at that break point. So for you to go in and to connect yourself with them, not throwing all the Bible stuff out there, but just your personal experience yeah your personal testimonies of where you were where he came in what he's done and let them see through you what they can have would be a lot better for me than somebody just coming up and throwing scripture in my face yeah absolutely i just have a question why philadelphia why is that on your heart i mean i i can drive we can drive around our own little hometown and there's some dark places right here. I yeah. just, I'm just curious, why why the travel to, to Philadelphia? He doesn't always give us a reason. That's that's what he no, laid. I'm, I'm just saying. It's, no, I'll just explain it. Like he 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 laid that on me, and I asked for a confirmation, and he granted it. I asked for a fleece, and he granted it. I asked him at one point. I asked him if if this is really from you, and this is what you want me to do. And like I said, I'm not going to get into the, all the details of how he made it very clear this is what he wanted me to do. I might put it on somebody else's heart that I'm supposed to be there with and have them reach out to me so I know it's not just me and my feelings and my emotions. And it, I did that on a prayer walk. And before I was done with my walk, I got a, I got a text message from that guy and asking was, me to consider going back to Philadelphia with him. And on the same token, even, even if you went to Philadelphia to do this— he can still come back and do it here. Well, I'm not no. saying he can. I'm just curious. I mean, it's no, just, I'm with you, Mike. You're, you're just curious why. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 That, and that's the same answer right. I have for people that go out of the country on missions, right? Mm-hmm. 
like exact same question. Yeah. It's like, why go a thousand miles across the border? Right. When you could do it in our backyard, mm-hmm. not literally in our backyard, but pretty close. I think the question we should ask, and like I say, yes. he doesn't, he doesn't always give us the, the why well, many times he just gives us the what, and we can figure out the why after, after we step into the water, Micah. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yep. But I think the question we should ask is in a city as big as Philadelphia, why does he have to reach clear across the country to find somebody fight to find two individuals with the heart to travel there to actually reach these people that desperately need it? Mm-hmm. Cause it's not like the last time we were there, we just, we were surrounded by other missionaries. We were pretty much it. There was a handful of us. And, that was it. And that same yeah. question that you asked Carl about Philly is it goes the same with that house that we, you know, they build Mexico mm-hmm. that they go every year to build houses for families. Yeah. You know, we got people right here that don't have houses, but yet he puts it on everybody's heart, and that's why they go. Well, the only reason I bring it up is I've been dealing with some things. Sometimes I wonder if we're if, and I'm not saying you, Carl, or or the or the good work that they do down in Mexico for those people. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about on a personal level. Do we sometimes? want to do the more, I hesitate to use this word, flashy things as opposed to, you know, you know what I mean? I do. And I think that comes back to the question I asked on the A side. On the round table? On the round table. I'm sorry. I said, I, I, it's a big, there's something in my throat, I think. <laughs> it's a big button, Carl, hard not to push. <laughs> why do we do what we do? Right. Like it's, 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 the issue isn't necessarily the what, it's the why. You know what I mean? Because I think there are some individuals that do mission work because there's there's more glory in that, right? I'm not saying most. I'm saying that is something that, that can creep up in our heart if we're not careful. And it can come at the expense of neglecting our own communities. But, you know, we don't have a letter from Paul to, ta- to Tarsus. That was his home. Right. <laughs> we have letters from Paul to a lot of different city states that he was, he was called by God to travel around. Yeah. He wasn't primarily called to witness in his hometown. Well, Jesus didn't no. even do it at first. No. I mean, we're called to be obedient. And God leads us all different yeah. different places. And that's yeah. why he leads us different places, because people need to hear the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yes. Whether, well, that's here, whether that's here in Mobley or whether that's in Philadelphia or whether that's in Independence where my son son lives. I mean, they heard gunshots just the other night. Yeah. I mean, God God needs people who are willing to go and be his light. Yeah. And and I think, you know, I agree with everything that Ron said about, you know, when you go, you gotta go with a with a heart. There was something that that hit me just in our in our sermon last last week. Um Paul's writing and we're in, we're going through the book of Philippians on Sunday mornings, and we're in Philippians chapter two, and he's just talked about having the mind of Christ, right? You know, let this mind be in you and be obedient and to be obedient to to Christ's work. And then he says, Well, what does that really look like? And he makes this statement. He says, for I have no, I'm going to, well, I'm going to back up, I guess. He says, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you so that I too may be cheered by news for you. For I have no one like him who will genuinely be concerned for your welfare. And I think that's what it's about. It's about putting our faith into action. It's about genuinely caring. Yes, you're absolutely right. You go down there and start pounding them with scripture and start, start they're going to walk away. They're not going to listen. But you got to get down with them. You got to yes. sit down on the curb with them. You got to get in and, their ditches yeah, with them. Yeah, I mean, you got to genuinely, and I think that's important because yeah. how often do we genuinely. talk about the love of Christ? 
we understand the love of Christ, we understand grace, it's a great thing, but to actually put it into practice in a situation like that, mm-hmm. sometimes that's harder. And, yes. and, and to be, and, and, to they be don't, and they don't know that exactly. And to just like throw it all out there could be so overwhelming that, yes. like Ronnie said, I'm out. Deuces. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mike said that. Actually. Oh, I'm sorry. But to sorry, circle Mike. back to your your <laughs> question about being flashy, <laughs> I thought so too. And sometimes I get accused of being humble to a fault. Right? Did mm-hmm. I quote that right? <laughs> yes, that was that was perfectly said. Okay, <laughs> but but it also got said to me as yeah. when you go out on the dock and you bait the hook and you throw it into the pond. Do you know exactly what fish you're going to catch? No. And that's that's the same if you'll thing. catch, or yeah. even if you'll yeah. catch it, right? Correct. So one time you might bait it with a worm and get a bass. One time you might bait it with a hot dog and get something else, right? What a dogfish? I mean, <laughs> you never fish with hot dogs before. I don't fish, Ronnie. Oh yeah. Well, you were it's just the fact sicker. that you're throwing the line in. Yeah. But the point is, the point is, it your testimony is different than my testimony. It's different than Mike's testimony. It's different than Ron's, Carl's, and Mike's. Right. One common denominator was we were lost. Yes. And now we're found. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there's different tricks, and tricks probably a wrong terminology. Right, uh, probably methods. You, you said it, so you probably methods. Said How about methods, Ronnie? There's lots of method to the madness. Is that better? Yeah, okay. that's that's better. But I do like the hot dog. And it doesn't there. matter what lure you throw in the waters. The fact that you're throwing in the yeah. water sometimes. And, and I think it goes uh, it goes back. Sometimes. We talked a couple of weeks ago about the heart prayers. Huh. You know, and and being able to be in a spot of actually hearing it, as well as of course listening to it. Because let, let's be honest, what Carl's going to do isn't easy. No, at all. No, I'm worried for him. Yeah, I think we all. But he's willing to throw the line in right the water. the water. Yeah, I mean, because honestly, even though he's been there before, this is a whole new degree of difficulty. Because now they just had that thing, the thing come out on the news with it, so it's shining more spotlight to where you don't know if that's going to just rile up the people that are there because they had this kind of cohesive or just kind of non-confrontational lifestyle down there. So now it might up the police presence. It might do all of these things to just rile that community up. But also they're going a step more with having a speaker, uh, you know, and things like that towards more visibility. Spotlight. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Really. That's a little easier to zero in on. Yeah. It's only, that's the only thing more they could do is literally put a spotlight onto themselves, you know? Um, So it's even worse. You know what I mean? So it's one of those that wouldn't have been, I don't think what anybody would have prayed for, you know, like God no. use me this way. It, it, you know, so it, but I think it goes back to those hard prayers and being open and honest with yourself that this is really in, and, and like Carl said, it wasn't just a one shot and like, Oh, this is on my heart. Okay. I'm going, mm-hmm. it was multiple, multiple times as well as kind of the, almost the doubting Thomas. I, I need to see the holes in the hands. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you know, because, and God bless him. I mean, you know, Absolutely. we know it's fat, his I faith. I agree. We know his knowledge. We know all of these things. And it was still one of those things of, okay, if this is truly what 
you, you want me to do, then I need this, this, and this. He is and God me. gave it to him. For me, you're walking into the lion's den. Oh yeah. So it's 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 dark. Yeah. It's a dark place. And I didn't I didn't bring it up to I just it was Oh no. It was perfectly aligned with what you would ask Ron Ronnie and uh I'm I'm glad I did because it, it led to a really important conversation, I think. But I'm I'm not doing this to to bring attention to me. I don't bring it up on the podcast to bring attention to me. Mm-hmm. Those of you listening, well, I, would I don't appreciate think I thought prayer. that, Carl. No. These are all thoughts I'm sure all of us are having about your trip that's coming up. Yeah. We're we're concerned, we're worried. I have to say I, I actually admire that you're going to go do this. Oh yeah. Because I don't think I could. I, I know I could. Yeah. I, I I will be honest. And that's why God's called him to do it. Right. And that's 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 the thing is like Carl was even talking about is why, why two people from the Midwest to go out there? <laughs> because yeah. that will, I guarantee you willingness. Yeah. Guarantee you. He laid it on some people's hearts in Philadelphia and they didn't answer the call. Yeah. One of the most profound uh, takeaways I had, and I shared this with you, Micah, when I was there the last time we, we, we were there for a couple of days. And one of those days was a Sunday. There were a lot of stories I could share, but, but the, the one that really hit hard was we're there, you know, we're walking around in this place, seeing all this brokenness and this, this just spiritual decay. And we're the only ones there, you know what I mean? That are, that are trying to bring this, this, this light in. And we, we drive out at one point and three or four blocks away, there's this massive cathedral massive multi multi-million dollar cathedral people getting out in three-piece suits out of sixty thousand dollar cars to go in to learn about the love of jesus and the great commission and just four blocks away that's happening right and it's just like why, contrast yeah what mm-hmm. why why are we why us you know what i mean yeah. but to, like you said too it was just me and will that day two guys two guys from the middle of america <laughs> It, there's nobody else here. I look yeah. at this situation. I, th- I sit here and think about it, and it makes me think that Philly is like a dark place, right? It's it's mm-hmm. in a dark yeah. place. It's oh, yeah. a dark place right now, yeah. wherever she's going. And God is bringing two people from Carl and whoever, and it makes me feel like He's bringing the light in. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's bringing two people from the outside, not people that are there, because people that are there that are in it know that the devil's playground's there. Correct. And yeah. Whatever. So, yeah. So, anything and everything can be said, but who's really going to take it to heart? So, he's bringing the light from the outside in, different perspective, different angle, mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. life. Yeah, maybe that's the why. I never even thought about that. You know, maybe it's not that there's not not individuals there that are willing. Maybe it's that, it, from their perspective, Will and I have no reason to go there. It's not our city, so it's not like we're trying to help our our own our own community to build our community up. And there's there's no real naturalistic explanation for why we would take that risk, other than the love of Jesus that compels us to. And maybe that's what they need to see. Right. That, you know, that, the light into yeah. the darkness. Yeah. And sometimes you know. a different perspective helps too, because there's times that I've preached sermons and sermons and gone through series and an evangelist or a missionary comes in and preaches the same thing and the people go, oh yeah, that's great. And I'm, and I'm <laughs> thinking, well, 
Yeah. Been preaching this for years. I've been, You're I've like, preaching, I've been preaching, yeah, I've been preaching, I've been preaching that for months. So, but I mean, he comes in one time, and you know, maybe it's a similar situation. Maybe it's not that they're not doing it; they've just heard it over and over again. They know that area, right? And it takes somebody, yeah. like you said, somebody from the outside to come in with, well, with and the, the light. people that yeah. are actually living there that are okay. You know, the ones that are hurting. Well, why are they going to listen to them? Because they're in the same place they are. They just may not be where they are in their life. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. But if two people come from the outside in, yep. not knowing them, not knowing what's going on, and can connect, yeah, yeah, that is a totally new life. Oh yeah, it's, we yeah. can't sit here and do the Elijah thing either for saying right. that it's somebody else's. That nobody else is doing it. Yeah. Right, because right, that's not be, fair. There's that's probably fair. no, there's probably people right, in Philly like, doing it. There are, for there Philly are, there are others there. there. Yeah, they're like, well, he lives in the same place I do. Why do I need to listen to what he's saying? He right. lives the same life I do. But for two to come, and I think, like I said, I think that's one of the keys. Like Michael was saying just a second ago, was the perspective of it. Because most of us, even here. I mean, and I was a part of a small, smaller, small town church, if you will, that didn't see the perspective from outside their own doors. Yeah. You know, so you wonder that big cathedral, have they even ever gone out across the street Blinded by the dark to be like, hey, let me tell you about Jesus. Yeah. Let me tell you about God or anything like that, you know. And then, Mike, you had asked the question about, you know, kind of the flashy. And Carl and I had talked about this, about kind of a outreach committee kind of thing and yeah. whatever, you know, and, and I, I, I've always found that there's people that are, everybody has different callings and we all know that, you know, and some of it is so to where it's like, okay, I'm not doing any kind of tr mission trip unless it's in my backyard, hmm. in my community. And there's also people that will, will want to fund a, a, a mission trip, but I'm not going to do it unless it's in my community. And then it's the same thing. Hey, I'll help fund going going out of out of state or i'll help fund going out of out of country all of the all of these different people that have it laid on their heart to do this and that's just it, it but what i found is most times all of those don't normally talk you know what i mean there's like there doesn't seem to be in any anywhere i've ever been that it's just been a conglomerate of those people getting together and then factioning off it's a you'll sit back and then if you hear about it then you'll get in, get involved or yeah. donate or, you know, whatever, because a lot of times people don't even know whatever, everything that's going on, mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, let alone where it's going on, you know, and stuff like that. So I, I think sometimes lack of, of knowledge and lack of, I, I don't want to say resources, but lack of just getting those groups together to communication. Yeah. Yeah. The communication of it all. You know, because uh, like I said, uh, and we, we talked about this, of, of that whole mission thing of, like, you know, like Ronnie, Ronnie said, going out of country, not for Ronnie. Because like he, he admitted, he doesn't, doesn't even understand it. So God hasn't put a call in on his heart for that. You know what I mean? Um, you know, Carl going to Philadelphia, things like that. But if we don't ever talk about all of it, nobody's going to ever know what to do. That it's available. Or, or that it's, it. yeah, yeah. I mean, because like, honestly, I've got, our, our oldest is 30 years old. And when he was, I want to say a sophomore, there was a, a, a group out of Columbia that went and did a mission trip in St. Louis. I have never heard about that since. Hmm. Never. And I don't, that's not to say that it, that that same place doesn't still do it. Not to say somebody else doesn't still do it, 
but I've never heard anybody, any church organization, anybody in the know or anything that know that does has said anything about it. You know what I mean? So you're like, there might be people that are willing to help and go do it. There might be people that are willing to help fund it. And that's their calling. That's their, their gifting and, and things like that. But if they don't know about it. Yeah. I think that's where that, that humble to a fault applies that, that you mentioned. Like I, I was hesitant to even bring this up here because I'm afraid it's going to come across as boastful. You know what I mean? Like, you, like you, you, exactly you, what you, mean. you want to hide yeah. everything you do. Like there's a difference between like going out. Like I, you know, I see some people do and taking videos and selfies yourself doing it. So you can get a bunch of interactions on TikTok. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a difference between that or the X. What is it? Or the X or the X. Twitter? Yes. Oh. Formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I'm almost saw the update. Like ex-girlfriend? <laughs> That's what I was going. Like, Look at my Did Twitter change his name or something? Yeah, or even, or the bird even is on no Facebook, more. right? Yeah. Twitter is no more? The, the bird is no more. Yeah. It's now an X. Yeah. No. Uh, no. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> There's a, no, you're good. There's a difference between, between that sort of self-promotion and, and back padding and just letting people know what you're doing. So if they want to support or if it's on their heart to go with you, they can, you know, like I've been so kind of secretive about a lot of stuff. You, you can't be upset that you're not getting support when people don't even know what you're doing. You know what I mean? When you're so humble to a fault, you're not even telling anybody about it. I mean, I think like, like we talked about on the round table, the unmet expectations, but nobody even knows it's an expectation or anything. Exactly. You know? I mean, yeah. At, at <laughs> one, I mean, at one point I counted 43 churches in Norway. 13,000 people for 43 churches. Why is the light of Christ not shining in the town? Mm-hmm. Because we don't want to talk. We don't we'll want to talk. get together. We don't want to communicate. Oh, yeah. We don't want to. A lot of churches want to do it yeah. and not involve other churches. Exactly. That's where I was exactly. going to go wrong. Nobody wants to collaborate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, because and it's, that's, it's they not. That it's, either, the back. it's either the, the, that's the, fl- the back. That's the flashy thing it, I was talking about. They don't about. fall under our preview of right. what our name yes. is yes yeah we're not at this type of church we're not at this type of church yes. we're not at this type of church yep exactly. well guess what we're not the catholics you know we're not the you know wow here we go <laughs> y'all knew it was coming Come on, <laughs> <Yeah>. i mean <laughs> sorry it was a softball i mean carl did say cathedral like three times right i did i was i was kind of setting you up for it really Chomping at the and then I held back. I held back. <laughs> so he was talking about bait. He baited you. Right? Yeah, yeah. Baited that's right. <laughs> My wife keeps telling me, "You're yeah. When you get picked up at the pearly gates, it's going to be a priest and a Ford." <laughs> <laughs> On that note, let's say let's take a short break. And this week we're going to play our featured song. We've played it before actually, but I want to play it again because I like it. There you we're going to play "This I Pray" by Nikki Gracious. Be Great sure song. and stick around. It is. Be sure and stick around. We'll talk at you in a few.
First off, Lord, thank you for my life. I thank you for my sin that you put out of your sight. Never thought that that could happen, Father God, I'm so ashamed. Memories of what I did always rushing through my brain. It's hard to wrap my mind around how you could just forgive. Can't comprehend the fact that you would even let me live. You know all of the secrets I keep hidden in the dark. All the evil desires that keep on lurking in my heart. Lord, take it from me, cause I hate it that I'm ugly It's hard to talk to people, cause I know that they would judge me They probably say I need to be locked up inside a cell He's sick inside his head, and he ain't never gonna get well They say that I should die, and that would probably be the truth He ain't fit for society, his confession is the proof So I keep it to myself, cause I'm scared of what they'll say I reveal myself to you, cause I know you gon' make a way This I pray, this I pray If it's one thing you gon' do, is make a way that you lead me to a home where I can stay That you hit me when I come to you with tears And share the pain with you I face throughout the years This I pray, I asked you to kill me and then you did You had to kill me so I could live This I pray, everything you show to me I will remember And that you love me even though I'm still a sinner These voices in my head, you hear them too They persecuting me and they persecuting you was diagnosed a paranoid schizophrenic Tried taking the medicine, now I'm doing it organic Ain't completely recovered, but God, I'm trusting in your plan You showed me your light and I put my life inside your hands People think I'm crazy when I tell them what I've seen Not the visions of the trances, ain't talking about the dreams I'm talking about the watchers, Lord, I seen them with my eyes The way you showed me, they was connected to my mind Enlighten me, Father, I know you showed me for a reason I picked up on a pattern, seen the signs of the season And now I'm scared to death for all the souls of my people Let them think that I'm crazy, but when you rescued them from evil You handed me the keys and said, drive while you can I hope I don't crash, give me the strength to be a man This I pray, this I pray If it's one thing you gon' do is make a way That you lead me to a home where I can stay That you hit me when I come to you with tears and share the pain with you, I face throughout the years This I pray, I asked you to kill me and then you did You had to kill me so I could live This I pray, everything you show to me I will remember And that you love me even though I'm still a sinner I pray you reunite me with my son And my daughters don't hate me for everything that I've done Protecting from evil, Jesus I'm begging you for this Let me tell them I'm sorry for everything that I missed Show them you can do miracles, how you heal the broken vessel Let them call out to you and help them fight against the devil I pray for my mama, she finally gave her heart to you Now I pray that my daddy gon' do the same thing too My sister's still struggling, God I hope you intervene Protect my grams and show them all you still the king I pray for all my friends who struggle with drug addiction Help Latami and Kelly, father you know I really miss them Bless Jimmy Graham for all the prayers on my behalf Help Robert with driving, God I can't wait to see him laugh And finally Lord, I pray you help my stinking baby I thank you for making me a special kind of crazy This I pray, this I pray If it's one thing you gon' do is make a way That you lead me to a home where I can stay That you hear me when I come to you in tears And share the pain with you I face throughout the years This I pray, I ask you to kill me and then you did You had to kill me so I could live This I pray, everything you show to me I will remember And that you love me even though I'm still It's good stuff. Yeah, truckers were notorious for having those. Yes, they were. Oh, you guys ready? Yes, sir. Can I say we're back?
Can you what? I say pull back. You want to? Yeah. Yeah, do it. <laughs> and saying? we're back. <laughs> <laughs> that almost lived up to the hype. I'm just saying. Almost. <laughs> it was close. Best I could do. It was good. It was good. It was good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Kind of lost my train of thought. Now you know what to do. Yeah. Like I'm overwhelmed. Because like once you said it, then you're kind of like, I was ready, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you said it with such authority and passion, man. Oh yeah, I was cocked and loaded. Kind of pumped me up. Loved the throat clearing too. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's going in. It's gonna be good. It's going in. My luck, I would have done that, and then I would have been like, "We're back." Oh, I mean, uh, uh. <laughs> well, that's pretty much what happens to me most of the time, anyway. So. <laughs> but this was kind of an eleventh-hour decision that I made, or that you led me to last night. I want to look at Deuteronomy chapter thirty-four which is the death of Moses. Before we get into that, I want to share something he kind of laid on me Saturday on the Sabbath. It was kind of a, it was a rough day for me. What are you looking for? Around me, Making me uncomfortable? 34? Yeah. You know me. Yeah. <laughs> buying the powder. <clears throat> so you guys know I keep the Sabbath, which just means I don't, I don't do secular work. You know, uh, my, my, job type stuff. If I don't do labor, I don't cause anybody else to work for me if I can help it, right? Well, I had messaged my stepdad because I wanted to get this Land Rover. My Land Rover's been broken down for a couple weeks. Years. Just <laughs> <laughs> waiting to see which one of my good friends would correct me. Well, I was going to say it's been broken down so long, you even took the plate off the thing just so you yeah, wouldn't know how long it's been broken down. Well, actually, the plate was the issue because it's coming up. I, I have to renew the plates, but it requires an inspection. And if if the cops come by and see that, I can't. It, it won't go on its own power. The, the front drive shaft blew out on it, mm-hmm. and it's so, trying to run all the power through the front. So it's it's non-mobile. So we'll fail inspection. It'll, yeah. Well, I, well, yes, I can't bring it to be inspected, but I also don't want to get fined because oh, this, okay. this town is fine. Happy. They are. So anyway, point is, what are we whispering about over here? This is an audio podcast. Oh, so sorry. I was, the just, I was just wondering, I'm like, wait, will it fail inspection? Because what do you got to do with inspection? Horn? <laughs> check the, I don't th- I think it would still pass, wouldn't it? Yes. Maybe Bob could do it. Because I don't think they... You, they don't make you yes. go forward and backwards or anything. So if they just check, neck, they still just check suspension and stuff. That yeah, might, like your A arms. They don't check if it's going to move. Stop right there, Mike. You're, you're digging a hole for yourself. Let Ron explain it. <laughs> they check your ball joints. They check your wheel bearings. They check your stuff like that. They don't check axles. No. They don't check drive shafts. I mean, so in hindsight, I could have left it for another two years, broken down, and okay. So you, lo- you would have had to bad, retag it though. Yeah. The bad thing yeah. about the bad thing about mobile area is if it sits in a place too long and they think it's non-mobile, that's when you get your fines. That's one good thing about where I'm at because it's it's not a, a main thoroughfare. It's a, it's not a dead end, but it's not but some place they normally drive to, so they don't notice. If you have a front drive shaft, it will move on front wheel power, and the back wheels will follow. It's just like everybody else. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lead, it will follow. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Anyway, I didn't know any of this, so it needs to get fixed anyway. So I contacted my stepdad Friday because he wanted to work on it, but he wanted to bring it back to his shop. So he's just going to bring a trailer up and load it up and take it. And I'm like, you know, I've got all next week free um, before I have to leave. So just let me know if there's a day that we can do that. Well, he's like, I'll be there tomorrow. Didn't register that tomorrow was going to be the Sabbath. And I get back when it hits me, I get back with them, but I wasn't totally honest because I didn't want, I didn't want to have that tough conversation. 
You know what I mean? So actually, we were having our broken record meeting Saturday night. And I'm like, well, we've got this meeting. I don't know if it'll run into that. Maybe it'd be better if we can just do a Sunday or sometime next week. Mm-hmm. I didn't lie. I mean, oh, come on. It was a, Are you it was a, yourself now? Maybe. <laughs> maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. I don't need to call out. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's a lie. It's a, it's a mission of fact. It was cowardice. Well, I wasn't going to uh, go there. It, no, I will because this I is... Won't even go there. Well, here's the thing. Uh, unfortunately, I, gotta, I always have to say, if, if would I tell my wife or would I not? Like, you know what I mean? If mm-hmm. I would, if I, my Half wife truth. would say any omission is, is yes. deceitful. <laughs> this will make more sense in a second because he really laid a, a pretty important lesson on me through this. But it was cowardice is what it was. I didn't want to have a tough conversation. I tried to make an excuse. He's like, no, I'll be there I'll with uh, uh, at my cousin. He was going to bring. He's like, no, I'll be there. <sighs> okay. <laughs> He's like, if it needs to, I'll replace the battery. If we need to replace the battery, I'm like, no, I'll do that tonight because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to have to buy another one. So I'll just go and buy a battery to make sure that there's no issue. So I don't have to buy or sell or anything like that. And I'll just have everything ready. But that I had this nagging suspicion in my heart that there was going to be something that came up and I just ignored it. I just ignored it. Sure enough, get there. He finds out that it's not, it's not, not mobile. He thought that it would be able to run up on its own power and it wouldn't. So he needed something to, to, crank it up it, it wouldn't run on its own power i can show you sometime but oh no that's fine <laughs> but we tried or he tried he needed something to be able to to pull it up on the trailer he didn't bring the equipment that he needed so rather than go home which is an hour away he wanted to go buy something i'm like man he's like i want you to drive me to the store to do this i'm like man this is why i didn't want to do it on the sabbath i can't do that did it anyway i if he listens i appreciate it like i'm, I'm this isn't a call out this is this was a lesson on me but i'm like <sighs> This, this is why I should have been honest, right? And it really, it ate me up a little bit. I had some conviction about it. And I was dealing with that for a while. I went in and, and sat down with Steph. And I'm like, how can I go to Philadelphia and preach? Because I felt very strongly he was, he was laying on me the John the Baptist message, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. How can I, with a clear conscience, go preach repent for the kingdom of heaven is near when I can't pass a simple test like this? When something this simple causes me to compromise? so hypocritical hit me so hard and she gave me wise counsel and i just i was just dealing with that um got it loaded up got that all done the rest of the day i'm tethered to my baby because steph had to go to the soccer fields with with grace for the rest of the day so i'm i'm home with naomi kind of wrestling with this and he really laid on me the 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 lesson in it was a the whole issue came down to a failure to be bold it all came down to a failure in boldness. He calls us to be bold. Like he says to Joshua in Joshua 1.9, be strong and very courageous. That word very courageous there can also be translated bold. It's boldness. Be bold. Because a lack of boldness causes problems. When you allow cowardice to enter into your faith walk, it will inevitably lead you to compromise. And the other issue that he really laid heavy on me, heavier than anything, I was so convicted about stumbling, and he really laid on my heart, why is this shipwrecking you? It's because you don't understand the love of the Father. When you, we, those of us with kids, which is, I guess, all of us, <laughs> how do we respond when, when our children fail in some way? When they disobey in some way? Smack them and rub their face in it. <laughs> Wait, no, I don't. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, not that thing. <laughs> the opposite of that thing you said? That's the dog. <laughs> the dog, yes. Yes. I left the dog out. Yeah, true. Sure. <laughs> we don't kick them out of the house. Mm-mm. 
We don't kick them into the, we don't throw them into the ditch. We don't disinherit them. But in my heart, that's what I was treating him like, like, like I was treating him like he would. In my head, I understand the love of a good, good father. But he showed me that day in my heart, I don't. Because in application, I don't truly believe it in my heart or it wouldn't have bothered me. Now, disobedience isn't good. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that he doesn't take obedience seriously. He does. But he's also a loving, good, good father. and He's merciful. And he walks you through your stumbles and your failures. And I was treating him like he wouldn't. And what he really laid so heavy on me was, it's not just repent that you need to bring these people. It's an understanding of a, a good, good father that loves them. In their darkness, in their prison, in their chains, he loves them. And he's like, you've got to believe that. If you're going to walk in that place, those people will smell it on you if you don't believe it. Mm-hmm. They will smell it on you. Well, cause, and I because be, I believe last time um, when you had talked about going previously, you could feel the darkness of the almost sinister spirits there. Yes. And so yes. I think that goes along with, with just what you're saying is the fact of if if you're not faithful in this, they're going to tell. They're yeah. going to know. It's like a dog smelling fear kind of thing or, or horse, whatever it is. But <laughs> horse, whatever. I think it's a dog. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I was doubting myself there. See? Um, but no, and I think it's so, I think it's so amazing that he was able to give you that when you're doubting your faithfulness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That reminder of, hey, hold on, Carl. You're forgetting. Yep. All of this that you're doing for me, but you're forgetting no matter what, how much I still love you, that you're not a failure, that I'm not casting you aside, that regardless of anything, I'm still going to be right here. And like we, we talk about all the time, just got to turn back around and remember that. It's amazing. I mean, because so many times we don't ever, ever get that. Or I, I shouldn't say we don't get that. I should say we don't see that most times. Mm-hmm. Because again, we're up in our heads too, too much. And it's like, we're just, you know, pounding ourselves so hardly on it that, that we can't see it and we don't listen and we don't hear it. And then, but to get that affirmation of, wait, why is he putting this on my heart now? Wait a minute. <laughs> you, you know, yeah. it, it, you always have that aha moment. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, aha, you know, Mikey, you were talking about like, you know, getting hit with that scripture so hard. Then you come in and the same one we were talking about on the, yeah. uh, on the round table, you're in, you're, okay, you look up, got it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can we stop now? Can we stop with <laughs> now? Okay. We're sure. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, that goes like with, I should have walked out. I was like, they don't expect me to be there anyway. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was just coming to say hi. Yeah. How you? We would have roped you back in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But you were overanalyzing, mm. yeah. like the question, yeah, right? Yeah. Because you got hung up on that first word, not the whole phrase. Mm-hmm. And when you're hung up on that, just like we do all the time, we can't see the forest because the, the trees the, are in the way. The twig sometimes <laughs> right in our way, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And like yeah. he's like, no, there's more to it than just yeah. that thing that you're hung up on it's it's easy to see the father when you're on the mountaintop experience it's difficult to see him in the valley but he's there in both yes he doesn't change who he is based upon where you are Mm -hmm. 
right? His, his right. proximity to you doesn't change. His love for you doesn't change. It's the circumstance mm-hmm. that changed. But we let the circumstance blind us. Yeah, your view, where you're looking is what the only thing that changes. Yep. Not, like you said, not how, how far away he is or, you know, most times not even how far away you're walking because he's still that same distance. He's either got your back or he's holding you up. You know what I mean? And so your view changing is what makes him seem so far away. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Either your eyes wide open or you have those horse blinders on. Mm, yeah. You can only see what you see. Horse or dog. Maybe other dog blinders. Out. There are no Blind. dog blinders. Dog, uh, yeah, it's dog cone. <laughs> <laughs> but horse blinders, yes. <laughs> uh, the reason I wanted to read Deuteronomy 34 is I, I think we gloss over this a lot. It's a really short chapter, and it's Moses' death. And, and I think often we, we treat this like there's no deep significance, but man, there is. And I really think we see a beautiful picture of the love of the Father for us in this on a, in, a, in a couple ways. But I'm just going to read all the way through it, and then we can discuss it. And then there's a couple of points that I want to highlight before we close out. If you guys want to comment on something as I'm reading this, feel free to interrupt me. I'll just chastise you a little bit. I didn't know we had to have permission to interrupt you. That's that's new. Because I'm just trying to be polite. With chastisement. Oh. With, yes, with chastisement, yes. I'm glad you keyed in on yes. that. <laughs> you can interrupt, but <laughs> there will be consequences. Yes. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right, starting in verse 1. Then Moses went up from the plain. I think he was saying, oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> you might get a little bit more in chastisement. <laughs> it is well enough within me. Get this backhand. <laughs> <laughs> then Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo, to the top of Pisgah, which faces Jericho. And the Lord showed him all the land, Gilead, as far as Dan, all of Naphtali, the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, all of the land of Judah, as far as the Mediterranean Sea, the Negev and the plain and the valley of Jericho, the city of Palms, as far as Zoar. The Lord then said to him, this is the land I promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will give it to your descendants. I have let you see it with your own eyes, but you will not cross into it. I'm going to pause there because it's really important. The reason Moses can't cross over was disobedience. He had disobeyed with uh, the, I forget what chapter it's in, but with the striking of the rock. The water. Correct. Can I ask something real fast? Yeah. I, I paused. You're good. Yeah. Okay. No chastisement even. <laughs> well, it might be a twig without the He's forest, a- but I can't get past it. Um, what it says to the top of Piscah, which is, what did your translation say? Which is what of Jericho? Which faces Jericho. Okay. Because mine says, which is opposite of Jericho. Opposite Jericho. Yeah. So, I, so like, when you got there, then I was like, wait. Is it opposite or is it faces? I assume it just means on the opposite side of the Jordan River. Yeah. So it's just it's just opposed to neighboring. each other. Yeah, neighboring. Either. What's interesting too, I don't I don't know how high that mountain is. I haven't done a lot of research. I doubt it's high enough to to physically, naturalistically see everything that it that says that Moses saw here. And the reason I think that's important is Moses couldn't enter into the promised land due to disobedience. That was the consequence. Mm-hmm. Father still loved him. Father didn't disinherit him, but there were consequences. The father did not have to bring him up here and show him the promised land. He did that out of love. And I believe he did this miraculously. Even though he's on the, the mountaintop, I believe that there's, there's more to this than him just looking around and seeing it. I, I, I tend to believe this was almost vision-like. You know I, what I mean? I agree with you, Carl, because I think the average human can see about 10 miles. You're describing a whole lot more area than 10 miles. Mm-hmm. 
there's just a little bit more to this, I believe. I believe the, the Father's going above and beyond to, to, to give Moses as much as he can, right, without, without taking away the consequence. And remember, too, Moses, after his death in the Transfiguration, is in the Promised Land. I think there's something beautiful about that, that once, once, once he died physically in this world, the consequence ended. Consequence ended. Once he entered into eternity with the Father, consequences in this life, done. Yeah, there's an end date on that and that's that's part of his mercy as well let me continue reading verse 5 so moses the servant of the lord died there in the land of moab according to the lord's word now listen to this he buried him in the valley in the land of moab facing Beit peor and no one to this day knows where his grave is moses was 120 years old when he died his eyes were not weak and his vitality had not left him perfect health. The Israelites wept for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days, then the days of weeping and mourning for Moses came to an end. I'm actually, gonna, that's where we're going to stop reading, because that's really what I wanted to focus on. A couple questions. Do you tend to die awake when you have absolutely perfect health? Mm-mm. When you're in perfect vitality, like it describes Moses here, do you tend to just drop dead? Is that something that normally happens? Not in my experience. Yeah, not in mine either. <laughs> Dr. Ron, you're a doctor. Yeah. We established that on the round table. Is that something that normally happens? I'm not. <laughs> <There's>... <laughs> Only if God wants it to. Only if God Absolutely. wants it to. Exactly. Absolutely. Who was with Moses on the mountain? According to what I just read, who was on the mountain here? God. God. God and Moses. Anybody else? No. Nope. Nobody else. Now, we know Joshua Joshua had to have written this down, but it couldn't be Joshua that was there and buried him because it says that no man knows where he was buried. So when it says in verse 6, he buried him in the valley, who buried Moses? God. 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 It had to have been. Mm-hmm. There's no other explanation for this. And what's so beautiful about this is, like, I have this image of Moses on this mountain, looking out into the promised land, perfect health, sitting side by side with the father that he had served so faithfully for so many years, not perfectly, but faithfully. And the father sitting with him. And uh, just being with him, like, like holding his hand in his presence. Like I talked about on the round table, the importance of the presence. Moses was in the presence. Nobody else. Mm-hmm. Nobody else. Just the Father. You know, possibly the pre-incarnate Christ here with him. In the presence with him for his final moments. And then caused him to slip into a sleep and pass away. And then carefully buried him with his own hands. No angels in attendance. No other people. Just him. Just him. A good, good father burying his servant, burying his son, laying him to rest. We overcomplicate massively. This is the goal. This is what we were created for. That's the picture of, of what we should be striving for. He has callings for us, things that he wants us to do in life. But the ultimate goal is that. That. What Moses experienced in those final moments, that lasting forever. That's the goal for us. 
I say we gloss over that passage so much, but it's one of the most powerful passages in Scripture, I think, just based upon the context of what we're being told here. God didn't have to do any of that, but he did. He didn't have to show Moses the land that he took away from him for his consequences, but he did. He didn't have to bring him up on the mountain and give him this miraculous vision of the promised land, but he did. He didn't have to spend his final moments with him holding his hand, but he did. He didn't have to do it. He doesn't have to do anything for us, but he does. Each and every day. In a way, Moses did see the promised land. He didn't make it there, but he got to see it. What he spent 120 years striving to get to, and it's like, we, you get to see it, but that's the constellation prize because now you're going to go home with me. Exactly. I think what Moses experienced the promised land. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I think what Moses learned on Mount Nebo there was what the real promised land is. Yeah. Canaan was just a picture. Yes. Of, of the true promised land, being in his presence. That's the promised land. Absolutely. Everything that God is doing, everything that Jesus is doing, is to get as many of us to that place as he possibly can. And that should be our goal. That should be our heart, to, to, to lead as many people onto that train as we could possibly get, no matter what it takes. We have to be willing to pray those hard prayers, mm-hmm. no matter what. No matter how much we have to be crushed to get somebody else to that mountaintop experience, we have to be willing. That's what it looks like to have the heart of the Father. I don't mean to shut down the conversation. That's all I got. I mean, I think, you know, I I think it's just awesome, his testimony, too, because if you read further, not to steal your thunder, but if you read further, it says, and there has not risen a prophet since, since in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. None like him for all the signs and the wonders that the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt the Pharaoh, to Pharaoh and to all his servants and to, his, to, to all his land and for the mighty power and all the great deeds of terror that Moses did in the sight of Israel. There hadn't been a prophet like him in all of Israel. I mean, well, I mean what a great example. Yes, he disobeyed, but... Uh-huh. The mercy of God, the compassion of God, the love of God that doesn't, yes, consequences, but doesn't cast you out. Yes. Overwhelming. It is. Let's pull the needle there. You guys got final thoughts? Ronnie? (laughs) (laughs) Now I can see what it feels like. (laughs) Uh, I think this echoes like what we talked about on the round table and what we what Bob talks about a lot is the relationship and we have to get there and there's a lot of stumbling blocks on the way and at the time might not feel good or be good but it's okay because the end goal is the promised land and to be with him. I think, Oh, now you want to follow me? Yeah. 
<laughs> I, I got to get out of here before uh, <laughs> before Carl goes. Um, no, I think for for me, um, I think a lot of us are goal driven people. It, we see a goal or we set a goal, and then we drive through to try and get that goal accomplished. So, what if we set that goal? like Carl was talking about, that this is the ultimate goal. And I mean, really set it. Not just the, oh, we get to we get to go to heaven and oh, we get, but to have that relationship that possibly one day we're sitting next to the Father, just the two of us, and just being able to have just that, like you said. That moment. Just that moment, you know, because again, I've said it before. I don't think we're going to have all the questions that we do here on earth. We're just going to be so enamored and so in awe. And and I really, I really pray that. But now in hearing this too, I pray that I get that just that ultimate moment. You and the father. Like I'm going to go next. Cause it, it really applies to what you're saying. That, that goal. And I'm going to have you go last Mikey. Cause I want you to pray us out. <laughs> Good to be the anchor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when we were driving into Branson, there's a there's a point where there's this massive cross mm-hmm. that they have on display. You know what I'm talking about? It's like oh, yeah. three, four stories tall. It's huge. Yep. Also, the water teardrop. Why do they have that? Do you know? Because I think it's an actual water tower. Oh, is it? I wonder. It's in the shape of, us, but I don't know. <gasps> I didn't know if it was like a metaphor for living water or something like that. Could be. Yeah. I like the imagery. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I, like, it could be what you need. Yeah. We've seen it whenever you need it at the time. Yeah. Every time we go be, by, you well, know, I want to stop next time I go. And, and cause I, I'm guessing there's some kind of, you know, billboard or something around. There's got to be something up there. No, yeah. I want to stop. Yeah. There's a stop there. We never stop. There's, only, there's yeah, 12. We don't either. There's 12 drops. Oh, you counted them? Yeah. Oh, for the That's interesting. Mm. Very cool. I didn't know it was there. I don't know if it wasn't there the last time or if I just forgot. I, I forget more than I remember. <laughs> I can relate to that. Laughing Mike again. There's a poke. <laughs> we crested the we crested a hill and it popped into view. And I saw my God, it's interesting. Well, the the way the topography is in that area, you crest the hill, you see it in view, and then you go down into a big valley and it disappears. Can't see it anymore. You drive a little longer, and then you crest a bigger hill, and then it pops back into view again. Obviously, bigger than before because you're right there. I think very often that's a perfect metaphor for our walk. I think we 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 see that goal, that the presence with the Father, the cross, Christ crucified. We 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 see that, and then he leads us into the valley, and then it seems like with our human perspective, it vanishes, and we can't see it anymore because we're we're so focused, we're so distracted by the circumstance of the valley, we don't see it anymore. That doesn't make it any less real. The cross was still there. It's not like it disappeared out of reality. It was still there. I just couldn't see it until we crested the next mountain and got back on that mountaintop experience, got back on that mountain ebo, and then pops into view, and it's right there again. We've, we've got to keep that perspective that even when we can't feel like we see it, when we, we, we don't feel like we see him, he is there. We can't, we can't let our vision cause us to turn around and drive the other way because mm-hmm. that's, that's the danger. That's what the enemy wants. The enemy wants to convince you you can't see him anymore. Therefore, he's not there. So turn around, go the other direction because we do have that choice. We do have that choice. He doesn't separate himself from us. 
But if we go the other direction, if I'd turned around, what would have happened? I'd be going in the opposite direction of the cross and never would have seen it again. Mm-hmm. And spiritually, that can happen to us too. We've got to be very, very focused on the goal. And we can't let the enemy come in and distract us in our valley experience and cause us to either run in circles or retreat. We've got to keep pressing forward toward the goal line. We've got to finish that race. Laughing, Mike. Yeah, I honestly don't have anything tonight. I really don't want to <clears throat> talk about something that isn't on my heart. I, 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 I don't have anything. So I'm going to pass it off to Dr. Ron. Doctor. I don't know how I got that title. <laughs> You're a genius. <laughs> I, uh, I've, been, I've been sitting here, and somewhere along this podcast, so we'd have to rewind tape. I thought I heard something about light and dark. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and I said, I think like for Carl going to Philly, he's like the light coming into the darkness. Mm-hmm. And I sat here and sat here. And for some reason, I it, it made me Google something and it popped up John 12, 35. Okay. And I'm just going to read it. And it says, uh, this is the ESV, I guess. The light is among you for a little while longer. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. And I don't know why that popped in my head, but for the fact that, you know, somebody's taking it among themselves to be that light in somebody's darkness. It's, uh, for me, it's just very humble. And I applaud you for it. I think it comes back to, and that's very confirming of the, the heart of the Father that we should have. They're wandering in darkness. Many of them desperately want out. They just don't know what way to go. And they need somebody to carry the torch of his light to show them the way that they should go. Some people don't want it. That's just a hard, harsh, harsh reality, but that's not us to decide. And we have to see them the way the Father sees them. And he sees, he sees them as a good, good Father who loves them, who just wants them to come home. And it kind of goes with that cross thing. You know, you go down the valley, you don't see it. So you're going into the darkness. But when you come back up, and it, that cross pops back up, it's like the light coming in. You know? Yeah. I mean... I don't know. I sorry. I, that's just where I was on it. And I, I mean, I don't know what drew me to John twelve thirty five, but I had to Google it because the light and dark, yeah. you know, being the battle. I, so I know it drew you, huh? I knew it drew you. Mm-hmm. He did. Well, <laughs> and I will let him have it. <laughs> um, it's all his anyway, right, brother? True. So, and that's where I was at. I think the, we comically say sometimes that if you had close to a million people griping and murmuring and complaining, we probably would have struck the rock as well. <laughs> yeah. But the reality is we're human and we do make mistakes. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at look at David. I mean, and all the mistakes that, that he made, yet he's called a man after God, God's own heart. 
And here we have Moses, one of the greatest leaders that Israel's ever had. And it says that there hasn't risen a prophet in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. What an experience that that is to know the Lord face to face, to have that kind of relationship with him, because we will fail. But he still chooses to use us. Mm-hmm. And we still have to not get weary and get tired, like we talked about on the round table, to and give up and throw in the towel. We have to pursue. We have to continue to be faithful and obedient to wherever he's leading us and to know him in that way. To know him, like like Paul refers to, to know him and the power of his resurrection that kind of power that raised Christ from the dead to know him in that intimate way, that kind of power. Do we desire and hunger to know him in that way? We all know Psalm 23. It's a great passage of scripture, but there's so much power into it and everything is in verse one. The Lord's our shepherd, we shall not want. Of course, he makes us lie down in green pastures. He restores our soul and all those things. Because he's the good shepherd. Mm -hmm. Because he is the shepherd. And if we are relying on him to guide us and direct us, then we'll never want anything. Because we're trusting him. Doesn't mean everything will be smooth. Right. right. It means that he's in it. And our relationship is so strong with him that no matter what happens in life, we know that he's there. He's not going to abandon us. He's not going to leave us. I just want to add something before he prays out, since you mentioned Psalm 23. I, I read a translation of that um, a few weeks ago that completely changed my perspective of verse 1. It was like, it was like something just clicked, right? We, we read that, that he, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And we tend to read that as he'll provide all the things that I need. And I read a translation and it worded it just a little bit different. It said, the Lord is my shepherd, I have all I need. Yeah. And something just clicked. It's not the things he provides. That's not the that's not the the all that I need. It's him. Yes. We have all that we need because we have the good shepherds. Yeah. He is all we need. He's all we need. Yeah. He is all we need. If we understand that perspective correctly, that it's just this presence that Moses experienced on Mount Nebo, that's all we need. Yeah. Everything else will be added. Everything else flows from that. That's got to be the perspective, no matter what the circumstances are. Now pray for us. Father, we thank you for this time that we can spend together and just talk about your truths and talk about the importance of being obedient to you. And Lord, so often we're disobedient people, and, and you know that. You know our heart by nature is, is sinful and wicked, but... Lord, I pray that each and every one of us and those that are listening as well, Lord, that we would allow you to do a heart surgery on us. Lord, that we would allow you to to work on our heart and to, and to change us and to make us more like you, to desire and hunger to be more like you. Thank you for this time that we can spend together. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Force, I'm ready. You can tell that I'm already.